0: strange, Tracy Island, time-traveling diamond Could have shaped heartaches to come to find you For in some velvet morning years too late She's a silver lining, lone ranger riding through an open space In my mind when she's not right there beside me I go crazy cause here is a well back to this podcast the colored patriots of the american revolution and yes i know the title is a bit awkward and i can tell because you guys never really say it with a straight face do you or you always have to come up with some kind of way to describe it but i find it amusing anyways anyways let's go into the state of delaware uh, where we'll learn about um, the actually in this section of the book it's uh, the uh, the only story of a of an actual colored patriot Uh, as nell referred to them is a man named prince whipple Uh, you may have actually seen him without ever really noticing him go ahead and take out a a, your phone and take a look at the painting of the crossing of the delaware that famous one where you got washington standing up on one knee in the boat and there's all the guys there around him and they're uh, crossing the delaware river the night of before the Battle of Christmas, 1776. Take a look at that photo. Got it? Okay, look at Washington, and then go off to the right just a little bit. On the riverbank, you'll see a black man on a horse, kind of in the distance. According to Nell and others, that is Prince Whipple. Prince was born in a place called Amabu in Africa to wealthy parents. They sent him to the U.S. to get educated, uh, and, but the shady captain who brought him over along with his brother instead dropped him off in Baltimore and sold them as slaves. Uh, Prince ended up uh, with General Whipple in New Hampshire, and hence the, the last name. Whipple was a signer of the Declaration of Independence, uh, that thing written by the guy in a place with the thing and he was also an aide to general washington a uh, prince fought in the war uh, at the battles of saratoga and throughout delaware general whipple was a signer of the declaration of independence you know that thing written by the guy in the place with the thing and he was also an aide to uh, george washington a uh, prince uh, though a prince whipple uh did fight in the war uh, at the Battles of Saratoga and throughout Delaware for the uh, duration of the conflict. In 1779, he petitioned the New Hampshire legislature for his freedom, but the legislature uh, sat on it and he wouldn't be free until a few years later in 1784. Prince and most of the other 19 petitioners uh, were literate, and his wife, Dina, also a slave, Later, ran a school for African children, so she herself was also educated, and this was actually uh, common in New Hampshire, where uh, the slaves often were with families who were educated and literate, and so, uh, in contrast with the South, uh, they obviously picked up uh, picked up on that uh, influence, and uh, and so were able to gain those skills. Uh, When the general died, he made provision for his slaves to be housed on his estate for life. And so his wife honored that promise and had Prince and another former slave in his family uh, live in a home until, um, until Prince's death in 1796 at the age of 46. He and Dina raised seven children together. Okay, so just a brief word about our sponsor, Anchor.fm. This is an easy endorsement for me to do uh, because I've already seen the value in it. It's the reason why you're even listening to this podcast. Uh, And particularly for those of you who have ever thought about uh, doing a podcast, uh, you should really uh, check these guys out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And there's several benefits uh, to it. One, it's free. So, hello. Uh, Two... There's creation tools that they uh, supply you with that record and edit your podcast right from your phone to computer. So once you're on the platform, on the site, you can you can do it there. You don't have to have, you know, expensive software and learn how to uh, do complicated editing. Uh, Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You can also make money from the podcast uh, without. Uh, minimum listenership so that's another plus uh also it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place it's all in one place you don't have to download multiple programs it's all just in one website log in boom everything is there ready to go it's just totally easy really check them out i'm glad i came across this i'm glad i got a recommendation from a friend of mine who does her own podcast because uh, it's just so beneficial So again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There's really no better way to tell you the story of Thomas Savoy than to just read the excerpt that Neil uh, includes from uh, an article in the New Orleans Picayune. It reads Few persons, we think, have traveled in Texas who have not heard of Thomas Savoy, alias Black Tom, alias the special citizen of Baxar County. He was by trade barber, but by inclination a soldier, and his history is intimately connected with the warlike part of that heart of Texas. He was much fonder, too, of the company of white men than that of persons of his own color. Tom was native of Maryland, then a citizen of Washington, D.C., then a resident of Mississippi, once he emigrated to Texas at the beginning of the Revolution, with the Company of Mississippi Volunteers, his razor in his pocket, and gun on his shoulder. They joined General Houston shortly after the Battle of San Jacinto, Black Tom's subsequent conduct as a soldier elicited the praise of his hard-fighting comrades and superior officers. The year 1839 was distinguished in Texan annals by the expedition under Jordan to Saltillo to assist the treacherous Canales in his armed Federalist attempt against the Mexican Anti-Federalists. He betrayed his little band of Texan allies, but they, their gallant leader, gave the United Federalists the state rights Mexican army two of its thorough consecutive drubbings as they ever received, and then returned leisurely home without interruption. Black Tom was one of Jordan's men, and if he had little occasion or time to use his razor, he made up for it by, by skillful handling of his offensive weapons. In 1842, General Wool invaded Texas with the Mexican army and got a good beating at the Battle of Salado. Tom was in the midst of it and was wounded. He participated in several subsequent conflicts with the indians fighting bravely as usual he followed his old texan comrades under taylor's banner and hurried along with them into battle at monterey he was also in the memorable struggle of buena vista black tom then returned to texas with the kentucky volunteers and after that san antonio became his headquarters he was of course a general favorite and lived like a lord but the wandering spirit that 10 years in texas had made second nature with him would now and then break out, and Black Tom would be missing. The next thing heard of him, he was at a frontier post uh, or far up in the Indian country in the midst of danger. On the 15th of July, 1853, the body of a man was found two miles west of San, San Antonio. A coroner's inquest was held, and a v- verdict returned of, quote, came to his death from cause unknown. Unquote. That body, the body was that of old Tom. Next up is Benjamin Banneker, who, while not a veteran, I'm sure Nell includes because of his contributions to the building of the nation's capital and his advocacy for uh, racial equality. Uh, as with Crispus Attucks, we probably no, uh, would not know of him were it not for Nell recording his story. Since uh, Banneker's very uh, well known, I'll just cover the highlights. Uh, he's usually recognized for his work surveying the boundaries of the District of Columbia. We only know that his work involved measuring the starting point from which they ran the original lines for the district, which was a square that straddled both sides of the Potomac. Due to health issues, he had to quit after a few months on the job. Banneker was born in 1731 to a father who was an ex-slave and a mother who was freeborn now his mom was the daughter of an english woman who came over as an indentured servant and married an african ex-slave reputed to be of royal descent from west africa what people don't know about him is that while banneker had little formal education he was a brilliant autodidact his expertise especially was in astronomy and math in his, in addition to his ability to soak up knowledge he naturally produced uh, almanacs that became world-renowned they included his astronomical calculations, opinion pieces, and title information that was helpful helpful to fishermen. He even published information on bees and calculated the cycle of the 17-year locust. He also sent a copy of his almanac to Thomas Jefferson, uh, to which the former president replied with a, a short letter that Nell records uh, in, in his book, and it read, Sir, I thank you sincerely for your letter of the nineteenth instant, and for the almanac it contained. Nobody wishes more than I do to see such proofs as you exhibit, that nature has given to our black brethren talents equal to those of the other colors of men, and that the appearance of a want of them is owing only to the degraded condition of their existence, both in Africa and America. I can add with truth that no one wishes more ardently to see a good system commenced, For raising the condition both of their body and mind to what it ought to be as fast as the imbecility of their present existence and other circumstances which cannot be neglected will admit i have taken the liberty of sending your almanac to monsieur de condorcet secretary of the academy of sciences at paris and members of the philanthropic society because i considered it a document to which your whole color had a right For their justification against the doubts which have been entertained of them i'm with great esteem sir your most obedient servant thomas jefferson again we can see here that nell is using these examples these stories of these individuals and their accomplishments and their talents to kind of bolster his argument regarding uh, not only abolition but uh, integration and i think it's he's making it clear that he's saying look how he clearly can't uh, justify a system that treats uh, black people as inferior when it's so obvious that that they're not that they have these capabilities and so uh, these these stories then just kind of go to serve uh, the point that they're ever bit as deserving of enjoying all the full rights and privileges of citizenship given what they've contributed and what they've sacrificed To help build this nation and to uh, continue to contribute to its growth and development. Okay, so with that, this episode's in the books, and I'll be back with you as soon as you click on the next episode. Thanks.